Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. It's November the 9th. This is a continuation of the show we started yesterday. We did get quite a few nice emails and other forms of correspondence from all of you saying you appreciated the show on being optimistic. It's a fascinating topic because optimism in general is one of the most powerful uh, things that you can uh, give yourself that costs absolutely nothing, but it's oftentimes the hardest to actually achieve over a long period of time unless you set up very specific filters for the people and, frankly, the things that you allow to be part of your life. Yes, and we started talking about that quite a bit yesterday, making some specific points that even medically speaking and financially speaking, and this is not conjecture, this was based on some specific uh, surveys and studies that were done, that you literally will live longer when you have an optimistic outlook And that people that have an optimistic outlook also tend to be more wealthy, tend, of course, to be more happy. And again, you know, the studies showed that optimists have a 15% increase in lifespan. That's the equivalent to adding 10 years to your life. Uh, People that, let's see, Frost Bank, this is the financial piece, they studied 2,000 banking clients and found out that optimists enjoy seven times higher level of financial well-being. I think that's worth studying yourself because if you know these facts why wouldn't you do those things that will both make you live longer and be more financially free it just makes sense you know it's funny too julie and i uh, when we were uh, working out this morning um and that's another thing to keep you in positive spirits obviously doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level indeed and the achievement of having done so but we were talking about how just writing about and thinking about being an optimist makes you feel more optimistic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of funny. Sure. And I was, uh, when Julie and I were walking back from the gym this morning, I was telling her how I have sensed that there's three things that have sort of um, made their way into my thinking that I need to essentially purge immediately. And it, it was interesting. And, and I thank all of you listeners because you guys are the ones that are asking us to provide content like this. And as a result of that, it's helping Julie and I to think about, you know, be introspective. So th- this type of podcast is very cathartic for us is what I'm trying to say. Indeed. So we want to start out by uh, sort of setting, in case you're listening to us for the first time ever, you know, this is the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate agents in at least the United States. We want to start out by reminding all of you one of the simplest and most effective ways to stay in control of your mindset. And then we're going to get to the next point. Mm-hmm. And uh, yesterday we left off talking about Ray Kurzweil's theory that the singularity is uh, near. Uh, but uh, I want to ask Julie to mm-hmm. present to you guys what it means, and this is a chapter in our book, Harris Rules, what it means to be media free. Yes. Okay. So media free means that you are controlling what you put in your ears, your eyes, what you're reading, what you're listening to, starting with controlling your morning, because that's when you're most susceptible to these negative thoughts. And, you know, you can basically shut it off completely if you want to, but the next stage would be to curate what you're listening to, right? So we listen to things about the economy, about the housing market. We listen to people that make us laugh, right? But we are controlling what we put into our brains on a 
basically an hourly basis, right? And fur- furthermore, so you said the economy. Mm-hmm. It's almost impossible to hear anybody talking about the economy where they're not politicized. This is true. You have to be very careful about that. It's and it's not until you have a tuned ear, That's you true. won't necessarily know whether they're you know leaning this direction or the other direction. Let's say we listen to people who are fact based. Right, fact based based on actually what's happening, but always politics sneaks in when it comes to po- uh, political stuff. It's hard stuff. for people to resist. I'm sorry when it, c- it comes to the economy. Mm-hmm. And like for example, um, right now there's a big you know point of contention about inflation, right? Mm-hmm. And do you remember when it was transitory inflation? Supposedly, right? yes. Everybody and their brother mm-hmm. was saying that. Yeah. And now it's obviously not transitory mm-hmm. inflation. We're all feeling it. And, and then so, but still, it's, you know, we're not done politicizing inflation. Now we're saying there's inflation be- on one side of the fence because there's supply chain problems, mm-hmm. and the other side. The fence is saying that there's inflation because there's yes and supply chain problems, but the real problem is a ridiculous amount of printing of money that's causing more demand sure. for more people having more uh, money to buy more mm-hmm. stuff. And so, but those two statements that I just said, if you're politically minded, one is a the left leaning perspective and the other is a right leaning perspective. So when you're going through these, um, when you're listening to, for example, Julie's example about the economy. Do make sure you're running things through certain filters so you can say, okay, I get this person's underlying belief structure is that they're probably going to be more left-leaning than, you know, maybe you are, more maybe more right-leaning. But that does not mean that what they have to say is not valuable to listen to. Well, that's why when we present stuff like that that affects our listeners – we start from a standpoint of, okay, well, let's understand what inflation even is. Well, we all, so let, then you can make your own you know, judgment, basically. But start out the basic mm-hmm. thing, right? Sure. When you and I are thinking of a new topic to present to these guys or mm-hmm. writing something, right, mm-hmm. or whatever, we always start out with the premise that we're idiots. That's right, that we're throwing around words maybe that we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. And so we start with definitions. We start with mindset. Right. That way we're helping you, hopefully – Make your own decisions. But we're checking ourselves on our own assumptions. Always. And that's what we're doing. We're, we're checking ourselves for confirmation bias. And by like, okay, we obviously have confirmation bias. You can't root it out of somebody. But then when you acknowledge it, you see it for what it is. And then you're going to open yourself up to hearing, um, I would say, maybe a con- or perspectives that you wouldn't have otherwise. That's right. You otherwise would have filtered. But when you understand the language, you can understand the conversation better, right? Just like anything. If you're taking your real estate test, you better know your terminology and your definitions. But the back to the so, media aspect, yes. we do strongly caution all of you to not downplay or underestimate the domino theory or the falling of the dominoes that basically follows the input of a constant barrage of negative uh, media. And here's the way of knowing whether you're listening to negative or positive media. Everything on cable news is negative. Just yes. assume it is. It is. And look, it's playing to their audience, but it's not necess- It's not going to put you in a position of feeling other anything other than tribal. Anything that makes you feel tribal is going to make you actually move away from feeling like an optimist. It's full of opinions. And and even if you liked the story, the commercial that comes after it is still going to make you feel negative. Because feeling tribal means that what you're doing is you're believing that there's an opposing force that's going to take something away or try to take something away from you. All news, all medium right now, media right now is predicated based on that. Your group, stirring our group, stirring it up. So mm-hmm. you have to realize that no matter how smart or how wired in you think you are, you are going to be susceptible to that tribalism. I was listening to a guy that was um, the head. I was a really fascinating uh, Lex something another his podcast. And he had a guy that was the way he set up the interview 
was just like the end all be all. He was Tony Fauci's boss, okay? Mm. And so this guy was the guy that was the head of everything that has to do with all this. He'd run like a Nobel Peace Prize, an unbelievable scientist. He started the human genome, th uh, you know, ex okay. where they were sure. mapping human genomes. Mm -hmm. So a dude that's put in his time. Mm -hmm. And I started listening to this. And it took him about five minutes until he started making political comments. Yeah. Not like I'm voting for this guy or this guy, but he started to make little snide comments about this politician or that politician. I thought to myself, I'm going to set that aside. Right. And I'm going to listen to basically the value in which he brings. But people do that anymore because it's become normalized and they keep their own world mm -hmm. is surrounded by confirmation bias. So they're not realizing that they might be offending half of the population. Yeah, they might not even States. know that they're doing it. Right? right. They don't. And the bigger problem is if you're not media free and you don't uh, have these filters in place, you could have something like that playing in the background. And, and you're not maybe thinking to yourself, well, I'm going to set aside that political stuff and just listen for the content. Maybe it's just getting into your head and you don't even really know it. And, and I think that a lot of the broadcasting today, especially the news, quote, news channels, they know that. Totally. Like they know they're trying to program you. So why would you allow your brain space to be manipulated like Let, that? Let's give them a funny example. Sure. All right. So uh, pharmaceutical commercials. Ugh, right? Yes. You, you guys, you, here's a funny thing. Next time you see a pharmaceutical commercial, <laughs> which none of you hopefully will, turn the sound off. <laughs> okay, and just watch the video, and you're gonna be going like, "Damn, I want to be rowing on a lake or sitting." Make up in a, your own commercial. <laughs> I want to be sitting in a bathtub. You know, I want to be doing all no. those things, and then turn it back on and see what the hell they're talking about. Nothing to do with what you're saying. Nothing so, whatsoever. So what they're trying to do is they're obviously manipulating you, and they know the art and science of manipulating you, and they're convincing you got this problem or that problem. So here's the again, here's the problem with all these problem creators. It does nothing positive for you. Nope. Give yourself permission to have maybe two or three months off and maybe a lifetime off of being completely media free. If some, look, if you're watching news and you're thinking, well, I, this is in innocuous. I can watch this. I'm just listening to what happened in the news mm -hmm. today. But all of a sudden between every you know, break, there's all these commercials about this dripping and this leaking and this creaking. <laughs> you're going to basically watch an hour's worth of news and you're going to come back. And then what you're going to do is you're going to fire up the Google machine and you're going to start looking up your symptoms. And there ain't nothing that goods come that comes from going to WebMD. No, nothing ever. Nothing. We actually had a vet once tell us to stop Googling. <laughs> yeah, we did. So, yeah, because, you know, it's a little bit dramatic. And there's nothing ever good there. And, you know, the other thing about Googling stuff is you're going to get a lot of, uh, let's say, unqualified opinions from people. And then you go down rabbit holes all the time. Well, look at the pharma. Stay on that example. Yeah. Okay. So sure. if you basically are starting to believe that you have a particular health problem and you then go to that a pharmaceutical subsite that they made for that particular product, they're going to give you a survey 100% of the time trying to help you self-diagnose whether you have that particular problem. Yeah. And then what they're going to do is they're going to refer you to a doctor who's then going to realize that, okay, this referral is coming from pick your pharmaceutical mm -hmm. company. Right. And the next thing you know, you're going to get that prescription of that drug. Little do you know that said drug also has a whole bunch of other side effects that's going to result in you having to take even more drugs. Look, Guys, I'm not suggesting that, you know, there's not great. I mean, come on. We're living in this age of enlightenment in terms of medical care. Sure. All I'm saying is you've got to be your own first line of defense and stop blindly trusting these external forces to have your back. They're just trying to sell you crap. And the way they do it nine times out of ten is selling you crap through fear. That's right. Freak you out? We got a pill for that. How, that's right. We got. <laughs> Doesn't matter know, actually, what level of freak out you know, it is. Julie, it's funny. I yeah. was actually listening to a podcast on the anti. They they call them anti fear drugs. Mm. Those are the mm. types of drugs that people take, like before they travel. What are some examples of that? Um, 
Xanax would be one. Yeah, all those are designed you know, to basically cause you basically cause, downers. I think all the oh, those are drugs are they're not downers. All those drugs are specifically caused you to not feel the a fear. Right. But it does not remove fear, and those all those drugs do have a temporary effect mm-hmm. of dulling the senses. But they've essentially there's so many people now that are addicted to all these yeah. types of things. The That's benzos. Right. They think and, they need it all the time. Exactly, mm-hmm. and it's it's unbelievable, guys. So look, start, again, not well, doctors. Th- this is an example of being media free. That's right. why we're talking about it, right? That and there are many different rabbit holes you can talk about politics. You can talk about pharmaceuticals. You can talk about and you, you wonder know, why you don't. You wonder why you don't get along with your family because half of them yeah, are correct. drugged up on something. Or they're going to come to Thanksgiving dinner. They're going to talk about some political thing you don't believe in. So do yourself a favor. Just stay away from it. And opt out all of that. Now, look, again, we're not doctors, not in giving you medical advice, not telling you not to take your prescriptions, doing all those disclaimer type things. But just start being your own line of defense. Start using your own brain. Start realizing that for the most part, the the for the betterment of you, your family, and all that you care about, the best thing for you to do is completely purge any side any, any kind of external influence on your mindset because you have to protect that more than anything. Bad shit will happen in life. It always does. But wouldn't you rather have an optimistic, positive mindset when the bad shit happens? Because when the bad stuff comes, if you're a pessimist, you're just going to compound the bad stuff worse. and make more bad stuff happen. That's right. right. Exactly. Because as you said, bad stuff, you know, stuff's going to happen in your life. Now, if you have a positive outlook, the decisions that you make will be different when that stuff happens than if you have a negative outlook. So yesterday we got started on some very specific things to be positive about going into 2022 and then beyond. So and if the, you missed the, yesterday, get caught up. And truthfully, most of these things are like high in the nerd scale because that's what Julie and I like to talk about. We, uh, again, I'll suggest this to you, expand the things you think about and you read about because it'll make what you do for a living, your vocation, you'll make be that much more effective on it because you've expanded mm-hmm. your capacity to think about things in diverse ways. So we gave you some of our nerdball points yesterday, and the next point is thoroughly nerdball. But even at, uh, at this morning, I was listening to a different podcast. I even have some enhancements to some of your future points. Mm-hmm. One of the so here's what's happened: COVID basically brought on a whole bunch of advancements that would have rolled out anyway over a long period of time. It essentially made everything that would have happened over the next probably 10 years happen in 24 months. Everything was fast forwarded. And one of the biggest things are these. So in real estate investing, you have A markets, B markets, and then you have everything else. And so, for example, uh, I'll use Murphy, North Carolina. It is this area that's two hours away from everywhere. It's always been a place where people have bought not primaries, but they bought, uh, you know, vacation houses, uh, mountain cabs and all of that. Uh, it's one of these beautiful areas, one of these you know, really parts of the world that people don't even know about because it takes two hours to get there. And nobody talks right. about it. It doesn't have a big fancy name like Telluride, right? Right. You know, and it's in Appalachia. And it's people where have you go to pre- have some peace. And people go to have their preconceived notions. It's where people go to disappear is what yes. it is. Yeah. So anyway, so um, you look at a market like that. It has been for it essentially been a cursory market forever. But now it's becoming a market where because of point number three, people can then start choosing to live there primarily. That's right. So point number three, you know, we like to talk about Elon Musk because he has his fingers in lots of positive things. I hope he's going to come up on a later point. So Starlink. All right. So one of the many endeavors of Elon Musk, Starlink will make it so virtually everyone on the planet will have internet connection, good quality internet connection. 
using satellites, which, by the way, are already being launched regularly. Some of our coaching clients can see it out of their windows. Well, so on the beach here in Puerto Rico, when we were- That too, that's right. Somebody said they saw off in the horizon, this was at um, sunset, Mm -hmm. it looked like a bunch of alien ships way off the horizon. I remember Remember? the story, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, what, 10 or 15 of them? Yeah, in a row. And it was all uh, Starlink satellites that were launching out of Florida. Yes, so this is already happening. This is not speculation. Now, Musk plans to connect all corners of the earth. He has said this. So what does this mean to you, to your clients, to your family, to your lifestyle? Well, anyone can live anywhere without geographic requirements. You could decide to live on an island, like we do, at the North Pole, it is holiday season, or in (laughs) Sub-Saharan Africa, and have virtually the same online experience. So I wrote, uh, better get started getting licensed in more than one place. (laughs) That's kind of a funny idea. (laughs) Well, but so I'll expand on this. Yes. We have been reading about what uh, Facebook is pivoting towards. Yes. Okay, and that meta, meta, whatever it's called. Yeah. Okay, that is going to be something else that we all should be keeping an eye on. I've been listening, I listened to three or four podcasts today about that. I've been reading about it. And what's really fascinating is there's not a real definition of what the hell it actually means. This is really fascinating stuff, though. Totally. It is. And really, the best way to, I'll use EXP Realty as an example. So EXP Realty bought a company called Verbella. Mm -hmm. And Verbella, you have an avatar. And the avatar exists in this virtual workspace. So there's this virtual work campus, and you have one that's assigned to you. You can, you know, change the skin color, the hair, the fashion. The avatar whatever. represents you. Right, and you are the avatar. And so you can then make your avatar go to different places this is in this virtual world called EXP World. And you can go visit a county. You can go visit the brokers. You can hang out with other agents. There's literally a place where you can get on a boat and you can go into the water. Yes. Right, and you can go skiing. There's all these little, you know, fun stuff. Well, that is what really is effectively – the same thing as what we're talking about, the meta virtual world, the meta universe, right? And so this is another way of people are referring to it as Internet 3.0. In other words, we're now moving out of what was Internet, uh, essentially the second phase, which was a lot of social connectivity, right? Connections with other people. And now we're moving into this meta uh, world. Now, how do you actually encapsulate your brain around it? Beats the hell out of me. I haven't figured it out. Yeah, but yet. it does relate back to one of yesterday's points about Ray Kurzweil and the intersection of humanity and technology, not just technology in general, but specific technology like nanotechnology, biotech, all that kind of thing. So I think that this is maybe a beginning of that kind of manifestation that's under development. So I watched a video this morning, I sent it to you, Mm -hmm. uh, whereas they're talking about, uh, it was Facebook's video, and they're being highly speculative where the technology will go. It was still awesome. It was really interesting. Yeah. You know, it pisses me off when I see people picking up Mark Zuckerberg because he's, you know, he's not the greatest presenter. Who cares? Listen to what he's saying. Don't get stuck on his hairstyle. Or people, when we talk about Elon Musk, they're like, Elon Musk, why are you getting stuck on that? Look what he's done. Seriously. It just doesn't even make sense to me how Modern people, genius people decide to dig their heels in about the silliest things about based on well, personality, not based on results. Because it's become okay to be judgy thanks well, to the media. It's be, Well, that and because people are being, without knowing it, manipulated because – For example, Zuckerberg is not necessarily falling in alignment with mass media, the theory would go, because mass media is being displaced by Facebook and others. And so they're the ones that are painting Zuckerberg into being some sort of autonomous robot that's out to kill humanity or whatever. And so you will develop that mindset. And the same thing goes with Elon Musk. Guys, you got to set aside these these you know precepts because it's going to pollute your ability to be optimistic and think about all the wonderful yeah. things that are coming in the future. Well, look at what they are developing. So what what Mark was uh, inter- explaining, actually, one of his subordinates was in this video, 
and I was watching this for the sake of our daughter and for mm-hmm. the sake of our coaching business, sure. what's going to happen with education. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was amazing. And so what they're going, what the theory is in essence, and you've heard things like this explained before, the best way of really trying to, uh, what he should have just said and he would have saved himself about 15 hours of the videos is remember the good part of the matrix before he found out he was part of a machine, right? right. Yes. When he was walking around the, in the world and everything was like the same, that's basically what the meta universe will be like. Mm-hmm. But the difference is, is that you're not going to be unconsciously plugged into the machine at, at acting as a power cell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to be consciously, when you choose to, participating in this virtual world. Our daughter mm-hmm. ro- loves this uh, software program, uh, this app called Roadblocks. Ro- Roblox. Whatever the hell it is, right? <laughs> I call it snot blocks. But anyway, yeah. she loves it. She's obsessed with it. All the other kids do. That is a form of this meta universe thing. It is. There's a really good one she does called uh, Dragon City. Right. They, I mean, and they, I mean, I think she has that separation, certainly. But, you know, the graphics are so amazing and the stories and the things she can create and the choices she can make to make her own story. All of that stuff's really cool. But it's making it so, for example, if mm-hmm. Zoe wanted to discover ants or whatever, sure. research whatever it was, and this is the example mm-hmm. they used in that Facebook video. Mm-hmm. She can go in, she can put on her Oculus, and Oculus is being upgraded to this new technology, complete 3D uh, immersive. By the way, if you guys are in our age group, plus or minus 10 years, and you've never put on an Oculus, make sure you're sitting down when you do it, because it <laughs> yes. is cray-cray. Totally. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, the first time we got Oculus, I'll oh sound goodness. like a horrible father when I say this, but the first time I put it on <laughs> Zoe's head, um, I, uh, I didn't, I, it was a, she was a diver, mm-hmm. but what I didn't know <laughs> is that there was a great white shark that was going to come up and scare the diver. So here she was, you know, standing in this room going, oh, pretty fish. And then all of a sudden she just starts screaming. <laughs> Well, it was very real. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's pretty crazy. I shouldn't laugh at that. That might make me awful father yeah, no, of you the You know, year. it's interesting, just as a side note, the whole balance thing and to sit down when you're doing this. One of the things they do in yoga class to prove to you that your balance is so visual is they have you basically do like a, a tree pose where you're on one leg and close your eyes. And everybody wipes out instantly because yeah. you don't have that line of sight. Well, that's the reason they say if you get motion sick, you're sick, you're on yeah. your boat, look at the horizon. Exactly. Uh, or use the birth bracelet. What's that called? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's so cool. they're going to become a sponsor, by the way, of our podcast. So uh, it's not called Barf Bracelet. It's called something else. <laughs> we call it Barf Relief Bracelet. Relief Band. Relief Band. Yeah. But Barf Bracelet listeners. It tells it what it is. Would that not be a better name than Relief Band? Come on now. Well, so anyway, here's yeah. the idea. So mm-hmm. Julie, or Julie, Zoe wants to learn about, say, for example, ants. And mm-hmm. this is the example from the Facebook thing. Sure. She puts on this Oculus thing. And then she's going to have a virtual, or not a, well, in essence, through her Oculus thing, she's going to have this experience where she's going to go down into the earth as an ant. Mm-hmm. And she's going to have the exact experience as being an ant and knowing what it's like to be an ant, at working as an ant, living as an ant, showing the whole ant community in ant land, right? Um, and that all of this is going to have been created by this new technology that, like, so, for example, all the avatar type stuff that's out there right now is very rudimentary, very sort of like, uh, almost like cartoonish. The new stuff that they're coming out with is one for one. You cannot tell a difference looking at the image that that's not a real human. The scanning abilities that they're going to have to make it so that you are going to be able to um, essentially no longer have this, you know, sort of gimmicky looking avatar, but your real self in these worlds inter- uh, involving yourself with other real people. And use, let's say, for example, Zoe wants to go and walk to the top of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. She's going to be able to do it. Now, there wasn't somebody that filmed themselves walking to the top of the Eiffel Tower like the technology is now using Oculus. It's going to be something that the AI will have created to give her that experience. And then she'll be able to have educational experiences on the way. So halfway up, 
She can see this important building or this important building or this important building. She's going to be able to have some history of all these. So this is the immersive education that is unbelievable if you consider yes. it. Yes. Because what did we have? We had basically textbooks. Bi- exactly. Binary. And occasionally on a great day, the teacher would throw up a, you know, when the VCR, the TV rolled huh, in, that huh, was a great day. because you Movie know, day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And take and, a nap. <laughs> completely. But that was our experience educating. Now, Zoe and all your kids and all of us, by the way, are going to be able to have these immersive uh, almost in ta- like Zoe seeing the shark, you won't be able to differentiate between real life and between being in this, uh, essentially this, um, you know, this made a um, universe experience. Sure. And it expands your world. Right. You know, and there were your possibilities. You might want to, you know, maybe you don't know if you want to study ants or not, but you can go spend five minutes as an ant and maybe you become intrigued by that. Well, it's think how much more Zoe's going to be able to learn about ants, for example, mm-hmm. than we'll have been able to learn just reading a sure. book. And much more interesting, and too. You'll be able to learn faster. You'll be able to learn more completely. And, and just and then you can scale this up to retail. Like, we, you know, how would you be able to use a, uh, an existence in a meta universe uh, to essentially uh, match up with life? And here was the example. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to go, for example, you're walking down a, a real street and you're, you know, again, it's all in AI. You're all you're sitting in your chair. You're, you know, doing what you're doing, but you're in this immersive experience. You can hear the sounds. You can see the sounds. And your eyes, when you see something and you hear it, you will actually almost uh, unplug from your, your physical sensations around you. When you're in that environment, because your eyes are so dominant of all your five senses, and then you add to it the, uh, the hearing aspect of it, you're not going, it's me, you'll have to remind yourself you're not in that environment, mm-hmm. right? So you're going to be walking down the street, and let's say, that, for example, there's a retail or clothing, a boutique place, right, what Zoe and Julie love to go to. And you and they have opened up a store in this virtual world that you're now a part of, and they want you to go in and try on clothes. Well, they showed in this Facebook video how you're actually going to you you will have part of being involved in this you know world. You're going to have had your whole body scanned, and of course they're then going to be able to have you uh, try on clothes virtually. They'll be able to show you. You'll be able to see the different textures and not feel it necessarily not yet anyway. Mm-hmm. But you're going to be able to start having these immersive experiences. Now, how does this relate? to your, uh, you know, selling real estate. Well, think about it. You think virtual tours are cool. Right. You, you think of, what is that tour that EXP offers, uh, the 3D cor- tours that are really uh, uh, mad- Ma- Matterport. Yeah, Matterport. Yep. Those are awesome. Yes. Well, now imagine you're actually there. What if you say, okay, today at 3 o'clock, I'm going to walk you, Mr. Buyer, through this particular house that just came for sale, and you meet them there in this virtual environment, and you're actually able to walk them through. Mm-hmm. So you hear them, see them. You're experiencing opening the door. Now, I know this sounds science fiction because guess what it was, and it is science fiction, but this is the direction that technology is going. It's scary in some ways. Mm-hmm. But, well, uh, put all these thoughts together, right? So let's say that I'm a buyer and I just want, maybe I want to look for a second or third home. I want to have some peace. I got to have a good internet connection. My kid is homeschooled, right? I could just, I could see something like really cool in say Lake Como, which I normally wouldn't have bought. In Italy. Right. But because I have Starlink, because I have my virtual education tools, I can live literally anywhere on the planet. 
and I can go tour that using my virtual technology and have a pretty good feel of whether I want that house or not. And this is a blind pitch, but it's still valid to integrate at this at this point. If you're an EXP agent and EXP is uh, licensed in uh, now 19 different countries, Italy being one of them, and you're sitting in Columbus, Ohio, where Julie and I are from, and you have a friend that's in you know Newport Beach and they are talking about wanting to buy a place in uh, Lake Como, to use Julie's example, you know, you have essentially, if you're an EXP agent, you have, there already is a brokerage there that you can be doing business with. Yes. You don't have a license there, but you can figure out at least how to choose an agent that you're going to be able to do business and with. And then your friend in Newport and you and this agent in Italy are going to be able to walk through that house together and you're going to have these experiences that are going to take everything to the next level. That, look, we're speculating as much as everybody else is, but what here's, here's the difference. This is not just science fiction anymore. It's science fact. The, the computing power and the, really the desire to accomplish this is like nothing in technology, maybe aside from when we went to the moon in the 60s. Sure, and we already have what probably in the future will be called a beta test of all of this very advanced up-and-coming technology. You know? You've got like the Oculus, which is getting upgraded. It's not that, oh my gosh, you can do this. It's Here's the first version of it. We're going to make it better and better and better. Yep. So if you're not positive yet, I don't know what you're thinking. And we talk, it's This stuff is happening very quickly, too. And we, right, exactly. And we talked about, Julie and I have talked about on this podcast, uh, the Apple glasses. And we've talked about That's, we've talked about the different, uh, t- different technologies that are coming out, the wearable type things. Mm-hmm. All of this is coming. But if your mindset, when you come across any of these technology things, is, ooh, they're going to try to uh, put implants in my brain and make me <laughs> part of a, you know, basically plug me in so I become an energy system for the matrix the negative spin the negative spin if you start sucking in that negative information you're going to miss an, 10 years 20 years you're going to be basically like stuck in north korea right you're not going to know what you're missing you have to keep your mindset so that you can intake different sources of information we're not running through just a set of filters that might not be serving you anymore and then decide for yourself what makes the most sense but again, this is Real Estate Coaching Radio, and we originally started out talking about point number three. We haven't even gotten to point – well, point number four we sort of did. But point number three, if you now can choose to live where the hell you want to live on planet Earth and you can have connectivity that you couldn't have before, that's happening now. Yes, everywhere. I mean, we have, one of our coaching clients lives in Guam. You know, yeah. I talk to her regularly. So, you know, this is, is here. This is not something where you go, oh, you know, that's so far in the future. I never have to deal with that. So the, the correct positive response, in our opinion, when you hear about these things, maybe you just heard about it from us, is to say, you know what? That's interesting. Let me find out more about that. I watched one. This was really great. So I've always wanted to learn, though I don't tell you because then you'd want me to do it, learn how to play piano. Okay. I'd love to. Yeah. yeah right. Wow, everybody you've, knows. You've tried to teach me like three or four times. <laughs> yes. I get frustrated like that. I know. So That's I hard. watched a video because you've tried to teach me three or four times. Mm-hmm. So I watched a video about how this Facebook technology we're talking about when you put on this this upgraded Oculus thing, thing yeah. right, how on the keyboard it's going to show you it's not just what uh, just the whole damn thing. It's telling you where to put your fingers. It's more immersive. You see your fingers on the keys. Mm-hmm. It's telling you, like, exactly. It's more immersive. It's not just a teacher. Like, you don't even have to know how to read music. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. It is interesting. All right, so we just talked about a lot of uh, point four. Point four was your technology will be more integrated into your lifestyle. That will make things, that will make life easier. And just along those lines, um, there's a lot of reasons to believe that, the, like, people are fearful of AI because obviously there's a lot of um, you know dystopian movies that are made on right. the idea that AI yeah. is not going to be friendly. Uh, but the reality of it is, is it's going to be making your life easier. And there is a reason to believe that with the integration of AI into our lives, 
the, the advancement of human education, learning, again, just going back to Kurzweil's theory with regards mm-hmm. to um, the, uh, what are we calling it? Not synchronicity, the uh, singularity. Singularity. Okay, th- these are all the things that are going to advance this at a faster pace. So remember we were talking a second ago about how COVID essentially opened the door for normal expansion that maybe would have happened over 10 years. Now you're going to see, and again, you guys should plug into this because it's pretty fascinating. You're going to see what has nor- would normally take, like I'm 50 and Julie's, you know, maybe 50. A little which, less. A little less, <laughs> yeah. Well, so in our lifetimes, technology happens slow, right? I remember when a cell phone went yeah. from looking like a cinder block to something you could actually take with you without needing to go to the gym every two days to make your arm strong yeah. enough. I remember all that. That was slow. Yeah, that, we had years of VHS before we even had CDs. Exactly. Then we had years of CDs before the iPod. And now things happen in 24 months. And now they're going to happen in 18 months, then 12, then 6. So you're going to see this technology uh, pacing so quickly. Do not tune out of it. Pay attention to it. Participate in it. Participate in it. And think about how you can integrate it. Think about how you can make your customers, your real estate buyers and sellers and your lives better with integration of this technology. It's you know Web 3.0, which is what they've been talking about. And now point number four is very similar to, po- I'm sorry, point number five. Okay. So point number five, self-driving cars are inevitable. We're moving toward fully autonomous, fully autonomous cars and trucks that will drive us instead of us driving them. There are six levels of evolution that the manufacturers are working through. We're now entering into stage four where the driver is needed but doesn't have to observe all of their surroundings. By level six, cars will be fully automated and the driver will have the option to participate in the driving or not. So have some optimism for your ability to go more places with a higher degree of safety, certainly less driving stress. No more crashes, drunk driving, or getting lost. You could take a nap on the way to your vacation spot. How much more would you do and see? Again, your world is getting bigger. Well, so the self-driving cars, the technology that's going to come from that, that is coming from that, opens the doors for a lot of other automation and transportation. You can just let your minds wander. But the one thing you have to be thinking about is do you believe, like most people live their entire lives with that. I believe it's a 25 mile radius Mm -hmm. of where they are born and where they are die. So you now have the ability to travel more freely. Aren't you? And why do people do that? Because they feel secure in things that are familiar. They know this way. They know how to get here. They know how to get there. They know, but you know, Bob Bob the barber has been there since they were a kid. Predictability. They feel more secure. Again, it's that tribal mindset. Mm -hmm. Now, what if all of a sudden you have the ability to travel without, uh, with essentially removing or eliminating all the natural fears that you would normally have? It opens up all kinds of things, which leads to point number six. Yes, point number six, space tourism. Yes, that's right. In our lifetimes, we will be able to go into space as civilians. It's already happening. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk, again, is leading the way to make it more accessible. So from space.com, because, you know, we like to research what we're interested in. On September 15th, 2021, SpaceX's first all-civilian space flight was launched. It was called the Inspiration4, and that was the first mission with no professional astronauts on board. The crew, it's called Crew Dragon. Instead, the mission was privately funded by billionaire Jer- Jared Isaacman, who was accompanied by three other crew members. In a teleconference uh, announcing Inspiration4, Musk said, quote, at first things are very expensive, and it's only through missions like this that we're able to bring the costs down over time. But let's level off there. Mm-hmm. I was astonished that humanity didn't celebrate the fact that three oh. billionaires spent their own damn money to try to move the whole space travel thing onto the next level. I was astonished yes. by the number of people that thought that was something that they could criticize because there were men wealthy enough 
to essentially invest in something that's going to advance humanity. I know. It doesn't make any sense. You know, uh, this is not that different, certainly technologically it is, but maybe not uh, for the times, than, you know, people who got wealthy from building the railroads and building the electricity, the grid, all uh, the roads, right? What other advancements come from, essentially, the commercialization of space travel? How are those advancements mm -hmm. going to help humanity on the long run? What other types of, I mean, just all the technology that must be created for these things to actually start happening is extraordinary. Absolutely. And again, this goes by, back to the Kurzweil idea of, singular, of the singularity. This is something else that's all part of this. This going back to what Julie and I were talking about, about the meta-universe. All these other, you guys see how all this synchronicitous stuff is happening? I mean, that's the very definition of it, but it's happening so quickly it's before it was just oh wow there's these three or four things that happen all at the same time there must be something magical now it's thousands it's because we've gotten to the point where humans desire has matched their ability to create and now unfortunately or fortunately depending on your perspective that technological creation and the advancement of it it's going to go beyond what humans are mentally capable of doing themselves because of the the advent and the real maturity now of artificial intelligence well, we have to try to keep up yeah, well, we can't. Honestly, we can't. I mean, yeah. it's it's part of Kurzweil's theory and many others that mm -hmm. uh, AI is going to outpace humanity. And it is, again, if you want to look at a dystopian perspective on this, that AI might just wake up one day and say, I am done with all those stinky <laughs> humans. Right, those stinky yeah. humans just do nothing but slow our advancement down. Well, again, this goes to the create. Uh, this, you know, again, me, Elon Musk is talking about the fact that that's the thing he's most fearful of, mm -hmm. is that AI might question the, the uh, need for humans now that it can pretty much do everything on its own. Um, maybe that's a thing to worry about. Too maybe it's not. Tell, right? I'm a Too real estate coach, and we don't know what we're talking about. Well, we watched the movie Finch the other night. And, <laughs> you know, I always get a little nervous when it's all dystopian this, dystopian that, right? And my first thought was, when is the robot going to turn on him, right? When, yeah, you when did is, ask When me is that. the AI going to just make this movie really kind of suck? And, and I'm mean, not going to ruin it. You mean Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> yes. So I'm not going to ruin the punchline of the movie. You guys should all watch it. I thought yeah, it was really it good. Was great. It's a Tom Hanks movie. Um, but it didn't happen like that is all I will say. And so I would contend that it's too soon to tell. So let's level off here today. We yes. can talk about the next point. These are good points, Julie. You came up with some fun ones. Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting about this that I was reflecting on is that remember back probably about maybe more than a year ago now when we were doing our Sunday shows and we were speculating that maybe we're on the edge of a renaissance. It and, felt like it. And maybe not all of COVID is going to be a bad thing, that we all had time to be at home and, and you know concentrating and advancing technology. That's what it's starting to feel like to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it for us to have been able to predict that didn't take a high uh, horsepower uh, no. IQ. I'm, I'm not trying to take credit. I'm just saying. Because it. after every pandemic... This There's is true. always been a bit mm -hmm. of a renaissance and you know some and sometimes all aspects and this is going back to the beginning of recorded history. Mm -hmm. So it only made sense yes. that the bounce back from that it would create all kinds of positive momentum. And yeah. that's exactly what's well, happening. And the interesting thing is the convergence of all of those yes. things advancing at once. Yeah, so be optimistic guys. Please. Look, this is <laughs> right. We're this is November. We know a lot of you 50 80% of you are ratcheting down your businesses and your uh, you know, not necessarily in, in the mindset of, you know, real estate and we get it. So we're trying to give you guys some alternative information to keep you engaged, to keep you optimistic. So you don't lose mental momentum as mm -hmm. you go into the new year. If you've not yet completed your 2022 business plan, it's not too late. Text the number 2022 to 47372. That is your fill in the blank 2022 business and per personal life uh, plan. And it's at uh, 63 pages. It's probably 80% of it's 
uh, educational content. And then the last part is the actual business plan and life plan that you complete. If you've not yet done that, it, and this is an updated version, please text 2022 to 47372. Text 2022 to 47372, and we'll text you back a link. So we will pick up tomorrow on the Optimism Show. And yes, listeners, a lot of you guys have asked us where our prediction show is. We are working on it, and we're working on trying to come up with predictions that like what happens is one person writes like now or will write real estate predictions and then within two weeks a whole bunch of other people have taken the NAR part uh, NAR points slightly changed them and then repeated what NAR said or it could be you know somebody else and sure. what Julie and I are doing is we're looking for uh, predictions for all of you guys that are going to be not so institutionalized or frankly not so predictable or not Standard so issue. not so self-serving yeah. mm-hmm. right we're going to talk about things like inflation we're going to talk about things like there might be reasons to believe that in some parts of the country they're overbuilding. We're going to talk about all the things that we feel are going to happen. And if you listen back to our past prediction shows, and we've done you know a lot of them, mm-hmm. we're pretty damn accurate. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the reason that we're so accurate is because, A, we try to keep our heads above the clouds. But the other reason is it says we listen to all of you. That's right. And we try to do our predictions through your eyes. What yep. actually matters to you? We listen to what you guys tell us. Look, we, you know, we have thousands of coaching clients. And we get thousands of data points of feedback. We hear what's going on. That We have you know, 13 different coaches. We listen to what people are telling us. And we don't just dig our heels in and think we know it all. And so if we think the market's going one particular direction, we will intentionally look for reasons why we're wrong. And we won't give up until we find anything to counterbalance it. And if we can't, then we're going to actually feel more affirmed. But even if we present you know, a particular belief to you or a particular prediction, we always are going to tell you why we might be wrong. And we're doing that so that you can then say, well, you know what Tim and Julie are saying and my, you know, real estate's going to appreciate based on what different people have said by almost 20% in 2022, but I can already see it depreciating. And so we're going to, you know, and maybe it's because of the local on boots on the ground factors in your market are essentially causing some downward pressures. We're going to identify that. We're going to help you adjust to that. We're going to help you, you know, essentially help your clients so that they aren't taken aback by a changing market as well. Because some of you will be experiencing negative momentum in your markets next year, but don't worry about it. You are in real estate. You can make money helping people no matter what direction the market's going. At least you'll know what to look for then. Yep. So, guys, this is Real Estate Coaching Radio. Thanks for continuing to make this the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate agents in the nation. Tens of thousands of you appreciate this podcast. We appreciate you appreciating it. And we'd really love it if you guys could give us a five-star review on iTunes. It really does help us in the rankings on iTunes to get the word out. So please do give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Go ahead and do it now. Consider that your Christmas present to Tim and Julie. (laughs) There you go. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.